Okay, so do we want like an intro or something? I don't know. An intro? Podcast on the Orient Express, let's do that. <laughs> um, Alright, so to start off, we've got our 30 second summary. Oh, actually we need to introduce ourselves first. Cool, be conversational, which means you have to talk as well. That's a sign, not a talking, come on. Give me a little bit of talking. Fine, 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 I'll talk. It's the same word over and over again, but I guess we'll have to work. Um, <laughs> Chapter we're focusing on. It's actually let me like see which chapter. It's chapter fifteen. Fifteen. We're gonna be focusing on chapter fifteen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> chapter fifteen. <laughs> it's page two. One. No, 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 no I can figure this out. Okay. Oh, look, shit. no, it's with part. different chapters. So for me, it's one ninety. For so for you, it's gonna be a little bit uh, before that. There you go. You, you're getting it. Okay. Uh, so. Oh, I'm this dumb. wasn't intentional, but it actually kind of worked out. Because uh, basically, anyone who listened to this before knows the drill. We stall until we get to like an even amount when we do our thirty second summary uh-huh. without a timer. Yeah. Um, you know, it it works. It works. <laughs> uh, so like, thirty second summary. We're not going over the whole chapters that we've read so far in chapters 10 to 15 right that's yeah. what it was yeah mm-hmm. so you want to go first or should i go first um you can go first all right i'm glad you made that choice we have two seconds all right you got them chapter 15 through <laughs> chapter 10 through 15 gosh five seconds gone already uh hercule praro investigates the italian man he's innocent he investigates Miss Schmidt. She's innocent, and he makes a curious point of saying, "Oh, if she's innocent. The, uh, the uniform is going to be in her baggage." He investigates Miss Debenham, and he starts getting suspicious. So they investigate everybody's baggage. They find the uniform in Schmidt's baggage, just like he said. They find the kimono in his baggage, which is kind of like a challenge. And Miss Debenham is a suspect. And I finish with one second to spare. Fight me. I don't think I will. So now, now we're just gonna wait ten seconds so that we get to you. Know. All right, all right. So how are you uh, doing today? I'm doing great. Okay. We're gonna start it like now. So like, okay, you got it, and go. No. Okay. So in these chapters, um, he investigates the people, and then they're like, oh, they're innocent, and then he investigates the um English lady, and he's like, mm, you're kind of suspicious, and like, you're like shifty as a heck. Excuse me. Um, and then he's like, yo, we should go look through the luggage. And then his friend's like, great idea. So they look through the luggage, and then he finds the uniform or whatever. And he's like, oh, I knew it. And then he goes to Time's his own room. And- <laughs> you took too long. Okay. No, it's not a sorry. I never apologize. It's a <laughs> um, I just kind of think it's interesting the way once your bow is portrayed, oh, oh. how he's all like, oh, it's gotta be this guy, it's gotta be this girl. And Praro's like, man, calm down. Relax. I'm thinking through it, man. I'm thinking through it. It's a whole chapter called Praro sits back and thinks. Yeah, that's the, that's the entire next year. Yeah, it's part three, which I think is very interesting. We can get into yeah. this. All right, now we go to our motif analysis. So, our motif. What do you think it is? I what do you choose? think the motif is murder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Murder's bad, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't murder. Um, okay, the motif. Hmm. I'm sorry. For the motif, I would have to say. Let me think. You go first. What do you think? Okay. So motif. I think there's a little bit of Montreux Bow being like super 
set in his way. Mm-hmm. He's really, this is who's guilty. And then once they're guilty, he won't let them away unless they're proven innocent. Yeah. And then he moves on to the next person. Yeah. So you could be sure to look at that as, you, you could even put that into your own life into real life and be like oh well sometimes we have a hard time letting people off the hook or like letting people yeah. go or something like that so you know it's definitely something that appears really often across this yeah uh, interesting how he's not the world class detective <laughs> I yeah. wonder why <laughs> he uh, tends to uh, leap to conclusions now it's time for the best part oh yeah um, go ahead you know the, the, the on-the-spot analysis. Uh, on the spot so analysis. what we're going to do is we're going to flip through the chapters that we've read, and then we're going to pick a random line, and we have to analyze it on the spot. We have to analyze, like, the metaphors in it, and then we have to, like, analyze, like, so the other So you stuff, have, and, like, and I know this doesn't stop the audio now. What? You have a target range between page 142 okay. and page 192. Right. Any page between those pages is fair game. Yes. What do you got? All right, all right, all right. Give me a momentum. All right. She needs okay. momentum. So what's going to happen is one of us is going to say, like, the narrative, like, what's actually going on in the sentence. Show, don't tell. Come on. <laughs> I'm, they have to know. And then You're another one. Okay, I'm sorry. Fine. Okay. Whatever. If they're confused, it's your fault. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a random line. Yeah. I'm gonna do this one. All right. Okay. Last night on the train, there were two mysterious strangers. There's a wagon lit attendant answering the descriptions given to us by M. Hardman. Mr. Hardman, yeah. And seen by Schmidt, the Colonel, and McQueen. All right. Okay. okay. That's, um, I kind of hate you. <laughs> so, I guess, I don't know. Do you want to do the narrative? You do the narrative. I'll do the, the narrative. Yay, I get thrown a bone. Okay. <laughs> so, the narrative at this point in the story, let me see the passage here. Uh, right. So, this is basically Poirot saying that. Oh, there might be two murderers. And he's tallying up the people that might be murderers. Uh, the wagon lit attendant is being accused in this, and then later on, the woman in a red kimono. Uh, so that's kind of what's happening in this story. Uh, now we have to do a little more difficult part. I believe it's allegory next, right? Is it the four yeah, steps? Yeah, like the metaphor, yeah. Yeah, we metaphor, allegory, and then like how can you apply this to yourself? Yeah. Okay, so you get to go first in the allegory. Oh, fun. All right, so, like, it kind of shows how, like, there's, like, it doesn't always have to be, like, one person. And, like, how there can be, like, multiple people to blame almost for something. And, like, you don't, like, focus on one thing. There's, like, multiple angles to a situation. Yeah. Okay. And, like... Like listing off the different people, I feel like they like the different people's personalities can be like translated into like real life and how like there's a lot of different kind of people and like it can't just be one person that might be a murderer or like something that did something. There's like Your next door neighbor people. could be a murderer. murderer yep. <laughs> and don't put it past old man McGregor. <laughs> oh. oh, I guess. Now I gotta do the allegory, huh? Mm-hmm. Fun. All right. Uh, 
I think if you're going to take this and kind of see how it would apply outside of the story, there's definitely an angle you could look at it where you're kind of tallying up all your information. You see how Hercule Poirot, I love that name, Quaddle. Quaddle. Oh, off track. Here we go. There's definitely a method to Hercule's madness where he gets his thoughts together, he starts gathering the evidence before he starts making assumptions. Yeah. So if you're going to take this out of context, you could say uh, this is one of those that you could make that. You could say, instead of just rushing into things, let me get my thoughts together. Let me review what I know and then make an evidence, make a plan. Not make an evidence. Uh, make an assumption, <laughs> yeah. make a plan, and then tackle whatever you're doing from there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I believe now it is the... How does this apply to real life? How does this apply to real life? I mean, I kind of covered this a little bit, but like... Old man McGregor, you gotta watch out. <laughs> yup. <laughs> but like, it isn't always one person you can blame. Or like... Yeah. Or like, you can't always blame somebody either. You have to like... Sometimes there's just no, no one you can blame, and you just have to like process something like through yourself over and over again, and like and like without someone to blame, it's difficult because like you don't have an outlet. Yeah, uh, this doesn't really have much to do with the story, but definitely you see it real life with survivors' guilt. That's one of the big things. Is yeah, they, they tend to blame themselves. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because we like tie in too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, is it my turn now? And like maybe like it could tie in a motif of like blame. Yeah, you just... definitely could. Uh, part with Lee with Montrobeau, uh partly with yeah. just people. Especially with Devonham. Yeah. If you start reading this, uh Hercule Poraro is definitely starting to be suspicious of her. Yeah. It's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do I apply this to my own life? Well, I'm going to, you know, go off what I said, not about murder living next door, but with the, just anal- analyzing things. And sometimes a lot of us have, especially today, in this kind of day and age, this culture, have a tendency to rush in without thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a presentation in Driver's Ed today about train tracks and all that. And if you just rush on a train track without thinking, you're going to get yourself hit. So you have to take time and you have to think and you have to get everything you know. And it's one of these, think before you act. Yeah. It's, a, it's an overused saying, and it's kind of annoying, but check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yep. That's, you say it like that, nobody listens to you. But you got to make sure that you know what you're doing, you have everything in order, and think through what you're going to do before you do it. Say, if I do this, what's going to happen? Yeah. So that, that's how I would apply that. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. On-the-spot analysis with a pretty terrible quote for an allegory yeah completed i think oh yeah i give myself a gold star wait wait, wait. isn't there like a reflection portion where reflection like we have to portion. reflect Ooh. right reflect right on, on like what we're gonna how are we gonna take this information through our lives i'm pretty sure we just did it. all right cool all right i think you got that like that's what we just did yeah we kind of just like the application of our own lives is the reflection part yeah so don't worry about it right. um i'm gonna give myself Actually, I'm going to give myself a silver star. I'm saving the gold star for something really special. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, what do you want? Okay. You can have a medal. That's okay. Oh, a medal. <laughs> yeah, so... A teeny I guess... little trophy. 
Uh, over with the analysis, so I guess we're rolling into the outro. Yeah.